Hello again, listeners. Welcome to Sex and Violence, a weekly punk rock movie podcast, and another installment of your favorite not regular episode thing we do called My Grody Valentine. Now you may be wondering, Gabe, why? Uh, oh yeah, this is Gabriel. Hi guys. You may be wondering, uh, why is Ryan the guest? Well, cause like we can, man. And also, our schedules didn't really align too well this week, so I figured it'd be a good chance to get Ryan right here on the ship and have him do his own My Gordy Valentine, which is something we planned for a little while anyway. Um, we hope to do many more of these coming up soon. Um, we'll see how time allows. But now we have Ryan talking about one of his favorite things, which is also one of my favorite things, one of those things that made us into friends. So, uh, without any further ado, uh, here's Ryan in My Grody Valentine. Hi, I'm Ryan Snyder, the co-host of Sex and Violence, and I'm here to tell you about one of my favorite little grody movies for My Grody Valentine. Okay, so Big Trouble in Little China is a movie from 1986 from one of my favorite directors, uh, John Carpenter. If you don't know John Carpenter, uh, you know him by his works, uh, Halloween. Thing. And Clark was human, huh? Which makes you a murderer, don't it? Palmer now. This is pure nonsense. Doesn't prove a thing. I thought you'd feel that way, Gary. You were the only one that could have got to that blood. We'll do you last. What else has he got there that's awesome? Escape from New York. I'm not a fool, Pliskin. It's a weird mashup of a Western and, like, Chinese mysticism. Uh, it's just a really cool kind of, like, 80s buddy concept movie where a gentleman who's a truck driver tries to help his friend whose girlfriend just got kidnapped. And then when he does that, his truck gets stolen, and that kind of blows the plot into motion. And from there, it's just hilarity and cool action sequences. But it's got this bumbling protagonist and his cool buddy who shouldn't be his sidekick the big guy should more be the sidekick because it's it's a weird dynamic but the movie really makes it work all right we're almost out of here now from here on it gets pretty normal offices storerooms a nice false front i count to three Hello, I, want you. I open that door and we move out everybody got that ready follow the leader one two three <laughs> Maybe trapped. I remember seeking it out and being totally blown away that it was something so different than everything else that was being shown. You know, all my friends during this time are watching stuff like Saw and Pineapple Express and all the movies of like the mid aughts. And I'm here 30, 20, 30 years in the past watching Jack Burton take down Lo Pan. It's such a crazy movie, and to see it at such a, a like a teenage age, I think is the perfect age to see it. It's like this wild western, but the the lead character is kind of the sidekick. It's so crazy cool that I can't help but recommend it to everybody that has not seen it. This is Jack Burton in the Pork Chop Express, and I'm talking to whoever's listening out there. It's a pretty amazing planet we live on here, and a man would have to be some kind of fool to think we're all alone in this universe. There is a hidden world where ancient evil weaves a modern mystery. What's going on here? Is this some kind of... Magic. The darkest magic. Ow! They call it Little China. Finally, we shall bring 
order out of chaos. It's where big trouble was waiting for Jack Burton. Who? Jack Burton. Me. Jack. Jack. Jack Burton, I believe, is one of cinema's strongest characters, and for numerous reasons, he's a, an idiot. But he always tries to do the right thing, but he just can't really seem to get out of his own way. Where does this go? Up to his office, Lopan's office. It's cooler up there from, from there we can... Do you have a gun, I hope? I have a knife. A knife? This guy's 12 feet tall! Seven. Hey, don't worry, I can handle him. I took something. I can see things no one else can see. You see it apparent, like it's apparent throughout the entire movie. Uh, Jack Burton tries to, you know, at the end of the movie, tries to throw a knife at uh, Lo Pan, and he misses. And in an, another movie, you would have had the hero just hit him immediately and go down, boom, celebrate, real broy. But no, Jack Burton misses. Lo Pan picks it up, tells him it's a nice knife. Good knife. Throws it at Jack Burton, who catches it and then throws it back. Goodbye, Mr. Burton. Oh. And that's a cool moment because it just shows that, like, you know, Jack Burton's not going to get done on the first try. But give him a second chance, and he's probably going to show you something a little bit more interesting than the first time. It's all in the reflexes. If you mention Big Trouble in Little China and somebody's eyes light up, you'd know you've got a friend for life. It's a movie that just represents really good, strong ideals in a weird way. It's a movie in the 1980s for its time that was like oddly progressive. I mean, over like 80% of the cast is of Asian descent. And you didn't really see too much of that even like back then or even today. So by that standard, I mean, it's very inclusive. And that's what I like about it. None of the characters are really commenting about each other's race or anything like that. It's just like we're commenting on each other's like background spooky things like, oh, Chinese mysticism. I don't know anything about that, and most of the Chinese characters don't even know anything about that. It's the old, you know, Egg Shen who's, oh, I can do Chinese magic, and I'm going to make this potion to make everyone kind of invincible. And everyone really rallies around beating the one guy together, and it's a togetherness kind of thing, too. Here's to the Army and Navy and the battles they have won. Here's to America's colors, the colors that never run. May the wings of liberty never lose a feather. Ah. So I chose this as my Grody Valentine because it's a very personal movie to me. I have a connection with it with my own family. I go up to a cabin in the middle of the woods twice a year. And every year, this is the movie that we end with. I don't know why, I don't know when the tradition started, but it's a very, it's a movie that combines, uh, it's a movie that binds everyone in my family together. Uh, the reasons for it, not really sure everyone just loves to quote along with this movie it's super quotable it's super fun it's the emotional connection that it's a movie that we all saw around the same age and even though our ages vary we all come together and come back to it now i can't really explain it to my wife even why i love it so much i've tried to get her to watch it numerous times but michelle monaghan just will not bite but jack burton Egg Shen, Lo Pan, this is a movie that just gets better and better on every watch. And I think if you watch it too, you might have that emotional connection. But hey, this is this is my Grody Valentine. Don't you dare steal it.
That was fun, wasn't it? Ryan, great job as always. You're a scholar and a gentleman. Ladies and gentlemen, that was another My Gordy Valentine. Stay tuned next week for another regular episode of Sex and Violence. For now, please go to TopicOutRadio.com, listen to our other shows like Slow Readers, a fast-paced literature podcast that I host with Daniel Reichel, or the Only Lovers Left in a Library podcast, where four sexy Latinas discuss feminism and terrible erotica. So please, um, review, subscribe, listen to our shows on iTunes and Stitcher. I'd greatly appreciate it. Until next time, I am Gabriel Mara. See you next time. I said the next time like six times. Oh, whatever. Too late now. Bye. This has been a Top Count Radio production, executive produced by Daniel Reichel and Gabriel Mara. For more podcasts and content, go to topcountradio.com 